everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins podcast, a podcast that is focused on spreading a message of encouragement, grace, and authenticity with a focus on life, leadership, and service to others. I am feeling super warm and grateful today because this is actually my last podcast of the year, and so much has happened over the past year, and I'm just really excited. This is my 17th episode, and I could not be ending the year with a better guest. It could not be more perfect. So I'm so excited to be here today with my friend, Jenny McElaine. And she is an awesome life coach and also the founder of Jenny McElaine Life Coaching. And she's dedicated to spreading a message of confidence, self-love, and empowerment to women everywhere. So welcome, Jenny. I'm so excited that you're here. And I'm so, as I said, honored to be ending my year, my podcast year with you. Um, But before we jump into our topic today, will you tell us just a little bit about you? Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. And I've loved listening to listening to everything that you've had to say. And I love coming off of what you talked about last week, which was self-compassion. Yes. So that's going to be great. So um, I'm a life coach. I work with women that now are noticing that their inner talk is not so great, at least the parts of it that are holding them back. So I work with them on teaching them how to figure out what they want in life and then give them the tools and strategies on how to get there. That's so awesome. Um, Before that, I was a principal at an elementary school and a teacher before that. I have three kids and a little grandson. I also have three stepsons. So we have five boys that are in college. And then I have a daughter who's 28 who has a little boy who's one. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And um, as you mentioned, you know, my last podcast was on self-compassion and I feel like you are somewhat of an expert on that topic. I love all your newsletters and all of your content. Um, And last year, I actually had the privilege of being part of the workshop you did for a group of middle school girls for Rainier athletes. Um, And, you know, I don't, think I've ever told you, but it actually really impacted me. It was really amazing to one, just see the exercises that you were putting these girls through in terms of a lot of it was around um, identifying their values and sort of starting to know and understand their worth. But one of the things you referenced in the workshop was this whole part of us all having an inner mean girl. And with your teaching background, I'm assuming you have seen mean girls, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really um, have hung on to that term. I think it's really true. And I think we all have times as women who do truly have an inner mean girl and we are not nice to ourselves Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so it's interesting as I've gone through the podcast journey and um, it's helped me process and grow a lot. I have realized that it seems really easy to extend compassion and kindness to others, but sometimes it's really hard to extend it to ourselves. And so today we are talking about self-compassion or better yet your tagline, which I love Stop trash talking yourself. I actually smile every time I say that because it's football season. And with all the boys around you, I'm sure you get this too. I have two teenagers, Anna has been, Anna's football season, and they all have their fantasy team together. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of trash talking going on in my house right now. So um, anyway, it just makes me smile. So 
before we dive in, I know, you know, I know a little bit about what led you to your coaching work, but I'd love if you just shared about what led you to this really important work in your life. Sure. So I think if I think back to myself as a teenager, um, I really clung and I didn't know this at the time, but I clung to this belief about myself that I didn't belong or that I wasn't important. And where that belief came from, you know, I, I could make a lot of assumptions and guesses from my childhood, but what really became important is that I, I believed it and I believed it as a story that I told myself kind of unconsciously. Um, but as a teenager, I was kind of what I consider a seeker, always looking mm-hmm. for, um, like I was the teenager that was like looking at reading my dad's um, self-help books and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, like yeah. seeking that stuff out even back then. And I went on to get my degree in psychology, and I went to a college that was a research-based university. Mm. So um, there was a lot of learning about the brain and how it works and what motivates us, and I was always really fascinated with that. And I thought I would become a counselor, but I ended up becoming a teacher and then a principal and, you know, had a family. And um, one of the things that I loved the most about teaching and being a principal, I really liked both of those jobs a lot. Um but what I liked most about it was connecting with people and helping them get through like the challenges they were having, whether it was within themselves or with a peer or with another teacher. Um, and I really liked working more like one-on-one with mm-hmm. helping people work through kind of that inner challenges mm-hmm. that they were having and kind of having those aha moments that helped them evolve to that next level kind of emotionally mm-hmm. or psychologically. So when I learned about life coaching, I dug into it and I got one for myself and I loved it. It changed my life so quickly um, that I decided to become one. So so I've been doing it now for two years and um, I work with girls and women one-on-one. I also do some workshops over the weekends and I do some um, online groups as Mm -hmm. well. And then I'm about to launch this course called Stop Trash Talking Yourself. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. about that. So I know one of the things that you reference on your website when you share a little bit about your story is that you tried some other things to sort of, as you put it, lift the fog Mm -hmm. before you turned to coaching. So I'm just curious, what were some of the things you tried before coaching to to lift the fog, as you put it? Um, And then you talked about, you know, how coaching changed your life so quickly. So I'm just curious, and I'm really asking because I think There are, you know, I do coaching, but I would say you and I do somewhat different coaching. I'm more in the business um, world, but I end up coaching um, predominantly women too. And I noticed that um, I think there are a lot of women that don't quite know, even maybe that they're in a fog or how to lift it or how a coach could help them. And Mm -hmm. so I, um, I've done this myself. I have friends that have done this, you know, it's sometimes you're in a fog and you know, the things maybe that the world has said are good for that, right? Like I, I can start throwing myself into yoga, which is amazing Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, running, which is amazing, but sometimes we try all those things and nothing lifts the fog. So I'm just curious for you, what were some of the things you tried before you went to coaching? Sure. So for me, like I mentioned, as a teenager, I felt like kind of this lack of belonging, which Mm -hmm. created what I kind of think you referring to on my website, this sort of low grade depression Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. that kind of creeped into my adult life as well. And so I think I tried all of it. I think like you're saying exercise, you know, I did go on antidepressants for a couple of times in my twenties. Um, 
therapy in and out, lots yeah. of different therapists. I did have a therapist probably in my third, mid thirties that I saw for a while that was very helpful. And I think a lot of the things that she were, was doing are kind of more coaching tools mm-hmm. that, that feel more um, like providing tools that you can actually do. Cause I think talking about what you're feeling and stuff is important, but then what do you do then? Right. So um, yeah, I, I did a lot of things yeah. and I think it's really important to come and look at it at it from a holistic mm-hmm. standpoint, because you can't just go do one thing. Right. And so whether it's you're feeling stuck in life, which I think sometimes is the word that people use when they mm-hmm. maybe have that fog, that fogginess, really feeling unsure, or overwhelmed, which are really common emotions that mm-hmm. we tend to stew in. Um, what coaching does is really reveal to the client mm-hmm. what the cause of being stuck is. And it's usually hundred percent of the time <laughs> our thinking. Yeah. So it's our thoughts that the thoughts that we're thinking that are making us feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And we have really been conditioned just socially to believe that um, our feelings come from the external world. Like I feel stuck because I have this job that I hate and this marriage that I'm in that I'm not so sure about and my kids do it acting out. And so mm-hmm. I feel this certain way. And so a lot of what coaching is, at least the coaching that I do, um, is helping clients to realize that it's all, it's all kind of all stems from their thoughts mm. and that's where we have the control. Yeah. So it's really the best news ever because when you don't want to, you have something in your life that you want to change. Um, if you go into like trying to just change the actions without yeah. really changing like the feelings and the thoughts behind it, it's just, you're doing it based on, um, like an iron will and that yeah. only goes so far. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we get, we get really tired, right? For sure. I love, um, I love that because what I wonder, I don't know, you would know more about this than I, I well, first of all, thank you for being so vulnerable about the things that you tried, because I think we don't talk about all mm-hmm. of that enough. I think it's good to say like, we go to therapy, we try medication, we try exercise, like we try all these different things. I think it's really, really helpful for women um, to just be more open and honest about that Mm -hmm. and less hard or judgmental about it. So thank you for that. But also um, what I wonder is if what really changes people from the coaching perspective when they start to get coaching is you reference this is there's actually action involved. So it feels empowering. Right. And I think that's something that, um, you do a lot of is encouraging action. And also I love this whole concept of your thoughts, um, and that we can learn to control them. Mm -hmm. So I think those are amazing. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you when you start to do work with women on being nice to themselves, like in your course, Mm -hmm. um, the stop trash talking yourself course, what's one thing that you do with them to sort of start opening them up to being kinder to themselves? So there's so many tools and I'll just share one kind of fun, quick one that my group, I'm doing a month long um, online guided group with this stop trash talking yourself course. And I just had everybody do this exercise that I call 100 things for me to love about me. And so everyone has to list out a hundred things. And it's really like for me to love about me Mm -hmm. and really trying to separate ourselves from what other people like about me or what I want other people to think about me. But like, what do I really love about me? 
And it's pretty transformational. I bet yeah. that's hard. A hundred. It is hard. Things. I had them do a 10 a day and they're sharing 10 a day with the group. And oh. it's just amazing to see all the, it's, it's just like a celebration of ourselves. Yeah. Do you some really, good. really struggle coming up with a hundred? Mm-hmm. I, that would be hard. Yeah. I think the caveat, I think what's hard is when you say, it's what you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not what other people, cause I could list like things that people have complimented me right. on or, you know, um, not that there's a hundred things of those, but, <laughs> but I think that's, what's hard. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking how hard would it be to come up with 10 different things every day that I love about me? Right. Cause we're not conditioned to think about it from, yeah. that, from that perspective. Yeah. We, especially as women are conditioned to think like, I want to look and act a certain way so that other people will think certain things yes. about me. Yeah. But what do I really love about mm-hmm. me? And that's one thing that I really teach is how do I care more about what I think mm-hmm. about me than what other people think about me? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That would be really transformational. I love yeah. it. So I want it. Um, I referenced this earlier, but can you share a little bit about um, our inner mean girl mm-hmm. and how you talk about that. Um, because I, like I said, I love that phrase. It's so accurate. And, and somehow picturing it that way, like mm-hmm. picturing an inner mean girl, because no one likes a mean girl. It actually, like, I have a visual <laughs> of like awesome. what that could look like right. internally for me, right? right. When my worst comes out to myself. Um, and again, we're talking about in, inner mean girl being mean to yourself. Right. So Um, Will you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. Okay. So the inner mean girl is just that voice that most of us are aware of. And sometimes we're not so aware of. The more you become aware, the more you notice that little voice that tells you in some way, shape, or form that you're not enough. Like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not athletic enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever it is, not enough. And it's that little voice that just tells you, like, don't take that risk. Like, don't put yourself out there. Mm. You know, don't go out there and be amazing. It's that little voice that just holds us back from creating the life that we want and being that person that we know we want to be or can be. Mm. Is it, do you think um, it's rooted in fear? Yeah. I mean, I think I taught part of the first lesson in my course, Stop Trash Talking Yourself, is teaching all about the why, like why we have so many negative thoughts. Yeah. And I teach a lot about the primitive brain, which is based in survival. Mm-hmm. Like our the most basic part of our brain was designed to keep us and all animals alive. So yeah. there is that um, tendency for the brain to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But its purpose was to help us survive and evolve. Yeah. So we're here because of it. But now that we're actually safe in our environment... <laughs> In today's world, it's holds us back more yeah. than keeps us safe for yeah. sure. Gosh, it's amazing, isn't it? How our brains can take us down or our inner mean girl. So mm-hmm. I would love all of our listeners just to write that phrase down, inner mean girl, and just pay attention to when you were starting to take yourself down. Because I can now, I mean, now that I really think about it um, and have been paying attention to it, I can really tell when I'm starting to go down that path mm-hmm. and it is something, um, it can be something so simple. And then suddenly like I decide like suddenly I'm not a good mom or yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And I start, and then that one small thing, actually I have a funny, um, a funny story that happened to me last week, which was, you know, I have two teenagers 
who are constantly challenging me and I love them, but I talked in the last, last podcast about how I somewhere along the lines uh, decided that how happy they are is a reflection of the Mm -hmm. kind of mom I am. And so I talked about this in the last podcast and really diving into the subject of self-compassion really helped me move out of that time. But something happened last week that was so funny and now I can laugh about it. But so I had a really busy week. Um, and my teenagers, I had two nights where I was gone at meetings, which never happens, but it happened last week. And so the first night I came home and my son, um, suddenly is like, we don't have any milk. And now we don't usually have milk because no one drinks milk. My kids don't drink milk. I always end up throwing the milk out. So I don't buy a lot of milk, but for whatever reason, my son like suddenly decided that he was going to start drinking milk. So he's like, we don't have any milk. We don't have any milk. So he is determined to get milk. He goes to the next door neighbor's house. And my next door neighbor is my dear friend. And I love her so much. And she always has like massive amounts of food, you know? (laughs) And so he goes over there and he gets milk and he comes home. And so the next day, again, I have a really busy day. I have a busy night. Now I do have food in the house, right? (laughs) But I don't have milk. So I come home again the next night my kids, both of them are like, we don't have any milk. We had to go to the neighbors again. So now they've both decided that they suddenly want to start drinking milk. I have now like four of my neighbor's dishes because my kids in 24 hours went over there twice because they needed milk for cereal and they needed milk for chocolate milk. (laughs) Now they have not eaten cereal or had chocolate milk in I don't even know how long, a really long time. And I could have laughed at that, right? Like my neighbor loves me. She, you know, she knows that I'm not starving my children. I had a moment where I literally was like, I'm the worst Mm -hmm. mom. Mm -hmm. I can't even get it together to go to the store and get milk for my children. So now I can laugh about it because I'm in a different headspace, but it was touch and go there for a few minutes. And that I think is the inner mean girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely the inner mean girl. And Mm -hmm. when you're not aware, we've all been there. We know what happens, right? You have that thought. I'm the worst mother ever. And then all of a sudden you're going to look around and see so much evidence to prove that it's true. Yes. And then before you know it, you're in the spiral of downward thinking and downward. I mean, when we're coming from a place of thinking I'm the worst mother ever. Yeah. Like you're probably going to start acting like probably not the mom that you want to be, right? <laughs> the worst mother ever because I'm unhappy right? and no one wants to be around an unhappy mom. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, um, so I have to ask you doing your coaching, I know you, you see all age groups and, um, sort of walks of life and probably all varying levels of people who are open to coaching. Do you feel like after doing this for a couple of years, we are all coachable? I do. As an educator, I have that belief. Everyone can learn. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the tools that I teach, um, the concepts that I teach are just kind of run the whole gamut of supporting all humans, right? If they're up for it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I think it's, it can be hard work looking at those kind of difficult parts of our life. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest part is really taking responsibility, Mm right? Taking responsibility for what I've created in my life instead of blaming it on circumstances or Mm -hmm. other people, my parents, my boss, my husband, whatever it might be. And, um, 
not everybody's ready to do that. Yeah. Always, you know. So I think, yes, everybody is 100% coachable. I think it just depends on where you're at in life and how much Mm -hmm. responsibility you're willing to take to work through it. Would you, so sort of the, what's required if you're thinking about like, you know, if someone's ready for coaching or not. So what are the sort of requirements that they should be thinking about? One, it sounds like is taking responsibility. Is there anything else that you would say is sort of required in order to really embrace coaching? I would say probably just an awareness of, and I think anybody that is coming to seeking coaching probably already is Mm -hmm. in a space of awareness. Um, But I think the biggest requirement would be just being ready to take full responsibility for your life. And again, I think just we're socially conditioned to look outside for what's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, we can't really grow when we're doing that. So think just that willingness to really look inside and being willing to work through the muck to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest um, thing to bring when you want to come to coaching is that concept or that idea that I want to be continuously evolving into the next best version Mm -hmm. of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's something that has been really, I mean, I've, I've sort of been like you were saying growing up, like I've been, I've been a seeker. Mm -hmm. I've like way um, early in my years sort of loved um, understanding, you know, human behavior, Mm -hmm. you know, and reading, um, you know, spiritual books Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. I'm sort of wired that way. But I think the whole idea and what's really evolved for me, even through doing this podcast, like this podcast is really helping me process Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And I'm discovering by talking to other coaches Um, and experts that, you know, that whole idea of being open and really looking at myself and the idea of taking responsibility. And I think um, it's been a blessing for me because it's not that often that coaches can be coached or find Mm -hmm. coaching. And so um, I really appreciate that advice. It's it's very, um, as I'm sure you know, because you started with a coach, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, I feel like it's um, sort of a catalyst in that especially if you're someone who, as you said, is always wanting to get better, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something that I have struggled a little bit with in my life is, um, you know, sometimes I can feel like, well, it's a lack of contentment. Like, is it a lack of contentment that I'm always trying mm-hmm. to get better? Mm-hmm. And this whole journey has helped me sort of reprocess and be like, yeah. no, I think it's because I'm really open to the growth. Yeah. And I really want to get better in, you know, how I love myself, how I love other people, right. you know? So, um, so one thing I want to touch on is I know you mentioned you do some weekend workshops and I've seen some of your posting on social media and I've just always been so intrigued with the idea of a weekend workshop. So will you share a little bit about what a normal weekend workshop looks like for you. And if there's, is there a story or something that stands out for you? um, That's like a pivotal moment in one of the workshops. Sure. So um, some of the concepts that I teach in the workshops um, are things that I teach individually in one-on-one sessions too, but it might start with um, the process that I, that you saw with the middle school girls was um, helping people really narrow in on their top core values mm-hmm. and really grasping their strengths. And I think 
we as a society are so conditioned to like focus on our weaknesses and improving yourself, but really like focusing on our strengths. So that would be a piece of like typically how I start a workshop. And then I teach some of the tools that I teach. Like I teach this tool called the model where um, it really helps you kind of coach yourself to realize that your feelings are coming from your thoughts, not from the external circumstances. And then how you're feeling is going to help drive your actions. Mm. So if I'm coming from the feeling of shame, I'm going to have specific actions versus if I'm coming from a um, feeling of like you're saying like self-compassion, I'm going to have action, different actions with different feelings. So really teaching where our feelings are coming from, which is coming from our thoughts. And that comes back to that taking responsibility for your life and not blaming it kind of on the Mm -hmm. external circumstances. So Um, that's super powerful to do in a group setting because watching other people get coached and watching them kind of see their thinking for what it is helps you to kind of realize that too. So um, I have this one woman that I was working with who um, was really struggling in the workplace, having, getting some feedback that she didn't feel like she deserved from her boss and then having some interactions with coworkers that were not her favorite. So, um, there was a lot of blaming going on, right? A lot of, um, like I feel terrible because of these other people and throughout the weekend kind of, she was able to see like her feeling terrible was really coming from the meaning she was making of the feedback that she was getting, you know, and, um, the interactions that she was having with this coworker, um, she was able to kind of grasp what she had control over, which was her feelings and her thoughts mm-hmm. and her actions instead yeah. of trying to manipulate this other person mm-hmm. to behave in the ways that she wanted her to. So it's pretty empower, pretty empowering to come to that place where you realize that you have so much more control yes. than you ever thought you did. Yeah. yeah. I bet that's really transformational. I love that. Um, so I know you are getting ready to launch your own podcast, which I'm so excited about. And it's centered around what we're talking about today, this whole idea of being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what led you to start that. And when you roughly think you'll, you'll launch. Sure. So I'm planning on launching in the beginning of 2020. Okay. Um, I'm right now I'm planning on calling it be nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a, just an easy statement that has a lot of things around that, like self-compassion, um, living with grace for yourself and for others, but also like kind of like the tough love for yourself a little bit. Like, you know, we've, we've learned to like take care of ourselves in the terms of self-care, which could be baths and massages, which are all awesome. But I think like one of the best things we can do to take care of ourselves is really take responsibility Mm -hmm. for our lives. Yeah. And um, so I'm going to be talking a lot about a little bit of woo woo stuff too. Like, you know, like how do we attract what we want in our life? Yeah. Um, And how do we have that sense of responsibility without beating ourselves up? That's kind of the crux of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for that. And you also have your stop trash talking yourself mm-hmm. course. So how long is the course and how do women sign up? Okay. So it'll be on my website. Okay. Um, it's the first thing I'm going to launch. is just going to be a self guided online course. Okay. So it's a series of videos that teach a lot of the things that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The first lesson has um, a bunch of mini lessons that teach about why we think so negatively, Mm -hmm. talk a lot, a little bit of science and stuff behind the brain. And then the second lesson has a bunch of mini lessons that talk about um, how we can get over how we can use our prefrontal cortex to kind of override that primitive brain that's telling us all the negative things. Mm -hmm. 
And then I give a whole bunch of really fun brain hacks that um, are just things you can do every day that take a couple minutes to, again, just kind of outsmart that negative thinking brain. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I, I for sure need to take that, mm-hmm. want to take mm-hmm. that. Um, and I know you're also a big reader, as am I. And so I would love, I'm sure you have some awesome books. Will you just give us a couple of your favorites that you'd love to recommend? Okay, so these are the last three books that I read. Um, one is called Everything is Figure Outable oh by I've Marie Forleo. Yes. So Marie Forleo is this amazing entrepreneur who is a coach also teaches other entrepreneurs how to run their businesses in all different aspects. This book is amazing. I mean, it is like anything you want to know, like you can figure it out, right? Oh, I can't wait to I love that, that idea because I just love that idea that like there's no problem that doesn't have a solution yeah. kind of. Yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. It. And she's I actually listened to it on tape. She's really great. Um, the other one is called Super Attractor mm-hmm. by Gabby Bernstein. Bernstein. Um, she... This is kind of where the woo-woo comes in a little bit, but um, she talks a lot about how we can bring what we want into our lives by the vibration and the um, energy that we put out in the world. That's Mm -hmm. a very, like, limited way Mm -hmm. to describe it, but this book in particular was probably one of my favorites of hers. It's really good. And then the book I just finished is called Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. This is super fascinating. He talks about how professional athletes and a lot of very high-achieving business people um, create an alter ego that is kind of the person that they want to become. He even talks about Beyonce, how she had this alter ego called Sasha Fierce. Oh, I remember that. Because yeah. she, you know, like grew up singing in the church yeah. and then she had to go out and perform mm-hmm. like a pop star. And it just, there was like such a disconnect. Yeah. So she cre- created this alter ego that could go out there and perform the way that she wanted to, mm-hmm. that she wasn't quite comfortable with yet. And then she got to the place where she didn't need her anymore. Um, it's really good. And he talks about how you can do that for the different, he calls it playing fields of life. So you can do it like in your work life, your family life, whatever that might be. And just, um, creating this alter ego to help you become kind of that evolving into that person that you want to be. Right. That kind of is like a tool. Like it helps you. you Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really good too. Good. Yeah. Well, those are, everybody order those. I'll put them in the next newsletter so you can make sure to um, look them up if you are listening in the car or don't have a pen to write with. And Jenny, as you know, we always end with a quote. Do you have a favorite you want to send us off with? So I love quotes. Um, This one is by Pema Chodron. Oh, I love her. Yeah. So if you don't, if your listeners don't know her, she is a Buddhist nun. Yeah. And um, she's also very hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is one of my favorite quotes of hers. Rather than letting our negativity get the better of us, we could acknowledge that right now we feel like a piece of shit and not be squeamish about taking a good look. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is I feel like we have just been kind of told to not feel our negative emotions. Yeah. Like I even heard a mom tell a little girl the other day, um, Big girls don't cry. Oh. And I was like, oh, moms are still saying that yeah. to little girls. Like, I just cried yesterday. Yeah. I'm a big girl. So, yeah. um, like, how do we know how to really feel those negative emotions? Because I don't think we can really get to, like, the other side of it without processing mm-hmm. through it. So how do we, this is something else I teach in the course and in my work, is um, how to actually feel yeah. those emotions and 
process through them. I really love yeah. that. And I, um, you, you had had this in your newsletter, um, your Monday letter that I love that just came out, which was, I loved it because basically it just says like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And that is a really hard thing for us to accept. And I think, um, I'm working on and learning that like, and it's a bit easier for me because now I'm sort of out there in the podcast and like wearing my heart on my sleeve, Mm -hmm. but just saying like, I'm not okay, or things are really hard, or I'm having a bad day and, um, and seeing that people love me through it. And even if, um, people don't love me through it, or they think it's annoying, (laughs) I am learning to love myself through it. And so I, um, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Well, Jenny, before we sign off, can you tell everybody how they can connect with you? Yes, you can find me on Facebook, Jenny McElaine Life Coach. Um, Instagram. Instagram, Instagram. I'm her, at Her Amazing Life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you've got else? all your contact info on your webpage too, I saw. So mm-hmm. if people are interested in, yeah. in talking with you more about Yeah, coaching, for sure. I send out okay. a Make It, Amaz- Make it Amazing Monday um post every week to my email yeah. you know, through an email. So if you'd like to get those, you can go into my website and sign up there. Yeah. And I highly yeah. encourage it. Listeners, her Monday notes are awesome. They're short and sweet and there's a different sort of principle in each one. Um, and it's a great way to start your week. Awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Thank I'm you for so having me. So happy fun. to have you. So mm-hmm. fun. And everybody, that is a wrap for the year. So don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast and keep an eye out for Coach Jenny's podcast on being nice to yourself in 2020. Um, and I am signing off for the holidays. I'm, I'm planning on having some good family time and working on what's to come in 2020. Um, if you want to keep in touch, go visit my website, samwilling.com. It is now live. Sign up for my newsletter. I'll put a couple more of those out before the end of the year. And then I'll be back in the new year with a fun new schedule and renewed energy. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace.